Yo, 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 this is Cash. One half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast team. Thanks for tapping in again with us. Hey, we had a little bit of audio issues in here, a little popping and stuff like that. We think we need to get some new wires, but that's neither here nor there. Wanted to let you guys know that up front before we get into the episode. Hopefully that doesn't distract you too much, but let alone the episode is still good. The guest audio is great. So it is what it is with that. Sometimes shit happens. So, you know, just wanted to let you guys know up front before we get in this episode. Yo, go check out our new episode. This is a bonus episode with Know It All. He just dropped the project last month in January called The Machine with Outcast. It's a really dope project. Hey, you guys get familiar with him and, and tap into the project. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I go by Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. My man, Mr. Prez, he is off this episode. He wanted to make it, but he couldn't. But guess what? We always keep a guest in the tuck, man. We have a really dope artist from Queens, New York. I um, mean, just dropped a, a great project in the machine with Outkast. His name is Know It All. Man, I can't, I can't make this up, man. We just keep finding these dope artists, and we want to give them to y'all. So if you haven't heard them, here on the couch for the first time. Know it all, man. Welcome to the couch. Yo, first of all, I appreciate you for having me, bro. I appreciate I'm glad that y'all like the album and everything. For real. Thank y'all. Hey, no doubt, man. Hey, you deserve it, man. With with accolades from a lot of people on Twitter, your peers, uh, most notably recently, Crooked Eye or King Crooked, now as he goes by, that's you crazy. know. So that's big, man. How, how did you feel when you woke up and heard that news? Yo, I like woke up, you know, like nowadays you wake up and the first thing you do is look at your phone. So I, I was like disorientated and I'm seeing and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And I seen, I'm like, yo, I was, I was like, I had like a warm feeling in my stomach that whole week. Like, or did that give you the boost? I know, I know when we, for our podcast, when somebody that we respect as an artist retweets us or gives us props or reaches out and just says, Hey, I appreciate that review. It, it gives you that extra push to keep going. What did what did that do for you? Kind of, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, tell me that I'm moving in the right direction, but it, um, I'm not gonna say it motivated me more because, to be honest, I got I've had the same motivation I've had since I second got sick. So can't nothing really motivate me more. But I'm super thankful and I'm super glad that he actually heard about my project. Like that's the that's the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. So I'm uh, completely thankful to him, and uh, forever grateful. Word. So let's let's walk everybody through where you from, you know, why you started rapping, your love for hip hop. Where did, where did it all begin? Okay, well, I, I'm from born and raised in Queens, New York, Long Island City. Projects called Ravenswood, literally three blocks from Queensbridge. So obviously Nas was a huge influence on me. And I had a, a good a older friend, a, men, a mentor to me who was like the biggest Prodigy fan in the world. So I probably heard every Prodigy and Mob Deep song ever. So I, I like my music taste and my music sound. There's a lot of that gritty Queens. I try to like I like beats that sound like that gritty Mob Deep and Queen stuff. So that's like some of my first inspiration is Nas, a lot of Queen stuff common. But yeah, um, as far as my love for hip hop, yeah, it's just always been a part of my life. My parents have been listening to it since before I was born. I was just born into it. By the time I was eight, I had my, my father, who passed uh, a few years ago, Rest actually gave pops. me a boom. Rest in peace. Thank you. Gave me a, a, a big, giant boom box with a bunch of tapes. 
And this is like my first experience of like older hip hop. And the first tape I put in there is the, uh, I think it's the LL Cool J one. I think it's Bigger and Deffer, the one with I Need Love and all of that. And I yep, fell in yep, love yep. with that album. And I fell in love with that. And I just always like, it's just hip hop just came naturally as something I love. Like I didn't even have to be explained to what it was. I just loved it from day one. So with your, with your pops, I suppose, kind of bringing you in to, to hip hop or, or rap in particular. I mean, you mentioned LL Cool J, another Queens legend that doesn't get his just due with, you know, just in the talks of the GOAT list. Right now, we, you know, we go to the same three, Nas, Big, J, and you got Pac in there. It just depends on, but those are relative. He should be. He, he should be. But as far as, you know, in your your era, because you have love for the old and, and the new, like, what are some of the, the older guys that kind of gave you, you know, your blueprint into what a what an album should sound like, what what rapping should be emceeing? Originally, my, when I first really started writing heavy, it was Nas. Like, Nas and who, you know who else? It was Nas Common, and it was Jadakiss a little bit, too. Like, when I, when I first, when I was young, 18, 19, and I first started really writing, like, in my head, I would be, like, emulating them. Like, trying to, like, what would he say here? That's like a... That's like a young person thing. I got away from that as I got older and developed my, my own style. But that's where I started. Like, what would Nas say right here? Like, what would what would Jada Kiss say? And then as I got older, I got into Big Pun. And, and I was on Big Pun for a real long time. Probably my first or second favorite rapper, depending on the day it is. Then as I got older, I got more into underground because I was underground. So I started looking around for things like that. And I discovered MF Doom. And MF Doom is an, is an idol to me. He's, a, he's my idol. Like, it's hard. It's hard to try to rap like him anyway. So you can't do that. But I just I listen and, and him, my, my top two rappers ever is MF Doom and Big Pun. Like whichever one, whichever order you want to put it in. Those are my two guys. But that's my those are my biggest inspiration. As of recent, as of recent in the last, the past few years, like my progression as a lyricist, I feel I've gotten better and so much better in the past few years is because of originally in the past two years, it was when I first heard Griselda. They, they originally made me uh, realize like, yo, there's really a lane for this. Like there's really a lane to success for this type of music. And I started digging through stuff like that. And then I found Rock Marcy. Rock Marcy is, is a goat for me. Like he's, he's definitely my favorite rapper right now, period. Like he's my biggest inspiration over the past two years. And I, and I want to personally thank him. I, I want to meet him and thank him for that because he's inspired me to get much better as a rapper all around. I'm late to the party on Rock Marcy. Known about him, but late to the party. And I think really when I got back into him personally is ironically through a, a you know a team you just mentioned, Griselda. I forget they were standing in it was like a black and white white video. They were standing in front of well, they in it was on Conway. Uh, yeah, it was on Conway joint, I believe. Or maybe it was one of West Side's early joints. But but anyway, it was it was I think West Side, Conway. And rock, and then I was like, "Damn, let let me tap back into him because I know he's been out, and just he just has a distinct style, man. And you just either gonna love it or not. But not, right? That's a fact. <laughs> but but it it is dope, you know what I mean. So, but but moving back to pun, um, one of the things that I've I love pun as well, and one of the things I take, and I spent some time living in the Bronx. I'm originally from Brooklyn and Lower East Side, Manhattan. That's where I grew up in New York. But um, as far as pun, you know, one of the things I take from him, man, is breath control. Just yo words. Like if I if I can make 
the perfect MC or mold myself in the perfect MC or whatever, it probably I would take breath control from him because he does the shit effortlessly. And then and it I don't remember, make no sense. He's six hundred pounds and not no no punching in none of that crazy stuff from what Fat Joe used to say about it. And I was like, yo, that's that's crazy. That's just God's gift right there, man. Yeah, yeah, that that is insane. You're right. Yo, so let's get into the machine, man. Um, a lot to say about this project with Outkast. Uh, we'll get into him as well. Hope you know, I wanted to get him on, man. I w- wish I should have said something about it because I love to have when you guys have this one producer, one rapper albums. I like to show the producers love because they're so much a part of the project. But um, but shout out to him. So that's my bad on not setting that up. He but stay if, real low key anyway. Like he's real low key. Like, yeah, you gotta get out more though. Right, right, right. You gotta get your not even get your name out there. Just you know, sometimes people gotta give you the flowers, and that may be what people need to to keep keep pushing, man. But um, as far as you know, the setup, man, album cover, sound, those are two big things that me and Prez kind of take as far as yo, whether we're interested in the artist, because we understand that underground limited budget, you're not gonna sound, you know, big budget quality. But you shouldn't sound like shitty quality either. So, boom, you check that off. You know, everybody's talking about you on mutual, you know, follows that we have on on Twitter and Instagram. So, all right, let me check it out. So, you know, I go to the album cover, easily interested. You know what I'm saying? So, can you break down for the people the album cover and really what the album is about? Okay, well, the album cover and the album, well, the album, first of all, is called The Machine. The machine and representation of the dialysis machine that I just recently got off on November 3rd, 2021, because of a new kidney transplant. But yeah, uh, the album is just about how I was just so tired of just being on that machine. And also, it's a double meaning for the machine that we live in in America, like the machine of the world, like just all of the, the stuff and the politics that we got to deal with, just the machine, um, racism, and, and just everything. And the cover art is a picture of the first dialysis machine mixed in with another picture of like a patient in a hospital. Like, so yeah, it's basically, it's, it's all around the machine and getting off the machine. That's what the whole project is about. All right. So, you know, speaking of the, the dialysis machine, man, like how, for people that don't know how that is to, to grow up with that, like how do, how do you get through your day to day and let alone put together raps and stuff like that with, as much as, uh, you know, people typically have to go, you know, to, to be seen to, you know, get everything, their blood fleshed out and everything. Like, how do you, how do you maintain that? Well, um, it, it provided me a lot of inspiration and a lot of uh, pain. And, and that would, that rap has just been my outlet to get it out. So, and, and I really didn't start taking rap seriously until I got back on dialysis the second time. You know, this is my, that was my second time on dialysis. I was on it when I was young, around 16. My mom gave me a kidney when I was 17. And before that, like, before I got the first kidney, like, when I was on dialysis, when I was 16, it didn't bother me. Like, I didn't think about it. I guess because I was just so young. But now this time, it's like, it's, it's just stopped me right in the middle of my life and put me in idle mode. So it was very, it was very painful to me. And it was like, it was very sad and, and depressing to me. And just the experience of going uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for four hours and just going there and seeing all of these sick people and all of these older people. It was just a very depressing, it's just a very depressing place. 
And yeah, so this art just came out of me. Like, and I, and when I was like, before I didn't talk about it much. Like I didn't tell people, most people on Twitter didn't even know I had a, a health issue because of how much music I was putting out. And I never talked about it. But, what what yeah, made you, I, I what like made you talk t- about it on this project? I don't know. I guess things, I guess it's just divine timing, bro. Because you know why I say that? Because as we was making it, like I still, we started making it in like October, right? October, we, that's when we first started. November 3rd, in the process of getting, of making this project, I got a kidney. Like wow. that, that's just, it's just happened randomly. No blessings to you, brother, it's man. Just, that's... Right. Yeah, that's just, it's, that's just divine timing. Like I can't really even tell you why I just decided. I just got more comfortable with talking about it. How much feedback have you got in regards to just not only you speaking on, you know, going through dialysis and getting now a second kidney, like just other people going through other um you know health issues i know i know i, I saw was on a space um and we'll talk about your twitter spaces here down the line here uh, but we was on a space and i think it's a kid um named cystic yes yes yeah he's on there and he talks about i haven't heard his music but i know that he talked about his health issues on there so as artists like that and and just other people listeners reached out to you and just kind of showed some appreciation for that vulnerability? So many people, so many different people dealing with different health issues just reached out to me and told me how much it helped them to know and how much it made them feel more comfortable knowing that there's other people out there dealing with stuff like this and that I'm still able to function and do my thing at a high level while still dealing with this. So yeah, and that was the best part of it, knowing that when when your art actually helps somebody or has a positive effect on somebody, that's that's the best uh, feeling. So, uh, yeah, I've gotten a ton of that. And, that's yeah, that's been the best part for me, just knowing that I helped somebody. That's awesome, man, because, I mean, really, at the end of the day, even if money never came from this, like, really, it's like, for me, it's two things. I want to be respected by my peers as an MC, and I also want to help somebody get through their day, even if it's just for five, ten minutes or whatever relatable material I can provide them. That's That's really it before the bread, you know? So that, that's awesome. Way. You were able to, you know, experience that with, with people. Hopefully that helps you open up on other parts of your life, you know, moving forward. So I want to talk about some of these features on here, man. Like, you know, okay. you got three. You got back with Sweetie, Rome Wise, and Morning Run. I'm familiar with one of the three in, in back with Sweetie because we've had her on here and she's she has a phenomenal uh project out called Christine Shantae. Christine and Shantae, so y'all check that out. And, um, you know, she has a dope feature on there, man, so we'll start with that feature. I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach at 4 a.m. Yo, don't fail, can never fail. Was born with a forever will. Your skills still make it happen on my own path. Life been moving so fast. My people were stole. Quick to sell they soul for cash. Visions of my past. Burn my ass like a rash. Show the rap game my wrath. Don't fail. Jordan lost before he won. We're still killing at 41. Running up funds for my daughter's son. Need a chain look like I ordered the sun. Getting drugs cross the border fast as water will run. Don't fail by any means necessary. You ain't gotta die to be deemed legendary. I'm next up, you niggas is secondary. I'm on my grind, I know the clock ticking. On the block with the clock, not a plot thicken. My henchmen, the entrepreneur convention. Don't fail, you know you got bills hard still. Cause your pops got killed, but you know time heals. Two things true. Man, what made you reach out to all three of these individuals, but you could start with Backwood? 
man, Backwood Sweetie, first of all, is amazing. Shout out to my sis, Backwood Sweetie. But um, what made me reach out to her is we've been talking and stuff for a while. I've been hearing her music. And I just felt like, like there's not too many, man, like there's just not too many women in our, in our like underground hip hop scene. Talk about it. Talk about and, it and, for sure. And I just, and I just felt like, let me get like, let me get some good, some feminine energy. And she happens to be one of the best lyricists I know. So, so she helped. And I'm, and I'm glad that she bodied me on that song. Cause she, that's what she did. <laughs> she, just, she, she killed me on that journey. And I'm happy cause that's what I wanted her to do. And I'm happy that she's getting her shine and her recognition. Word. She did her thing on that. I'm grateful that she came and did that for me. I just did a feature for her as well. Word though. She Yo, did her thing on that. Before we get into Rome and we get into uh, Morning Run, I do want to speak to what you just said about getting body and how casual it was, but I was on a space. I'm about six hours ahead of you here in Germany. I was kind of sleepy. I'm listening to it, but you said it there in the space too. So this ain't the first time I'm hearing you saying anything about body and and me and my man Prez was talking about, yo, it's okay to be bodied if it's for the betterment of the song. And especially if the person that got bodied didn't have a weak verse. That doesn't necessarily mean it was weak. That just means that person came in, respected your pen that much right. to go super, super saying or whatever that, you know, that saying is and go, yeah, go yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's all that is, man. Word. So that that's dope that you humble enough to, you know, Recognize whether it's true or not, you know, because I know some people like no, it is what it is. Yeah, some people like your shit more than they like hers, but that's that's you know that comes par for the course, you know, with sparring. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So another good feature you have on here is Rome Wise, and, and before you speak on it, shout out to Rome. He reached out to us a while back, and I just never got to it, and I hate when I do that, man. It just got busy, Rome, but you got busy on that verse. You better run son like Diggy. Yeah, yeah, you better run son like Diggy. The skills debatable like versus victory. Do a nickel, come home addicted to nicotine. Sold mixes teens, victimized as a team. Niggas new to run your dog, get muted and neuter. Talking stupid on these computers. If you competition, come prove it. I seen tables turn quickly. You better run son like Diggy. Yeah, yeah, you better run son like Diggy. Uh. Everybody looking for fast ways to the goal. Careful, you can end up in a bad place if you don't have faith. They get on that cash chasing they fall. Being broke is the last place they want to be, and then suddenly living luxury cash payments in gold. They pursued by the vultures like they knew to the culture they cash traded, they sold. End up trying to buy it back. That's gonna be a sad case. They ain't know it had the highest tax because they only had their eye attached to the dollar sign effect. Now they wish they had breaks speeding and they had a collision with bad decisions. I'll let you take it away as far as why did you, why did you uh, hit up Rome? Well, I've been knowing Rome for a while as well. Rome is one of the first people when I came on Twitter that showed me love, actually. And Man, I just I just know what he does. Like, and he's I feel like he's so underrated in, in our little community we got because he's one of the best. Like, I guess it's just some people just uh, aren't as outgoing as I don't talk as much. But Rome is a monster, and I knew that, and I wanted everybody else to know that. So I got him, and he pulled up on me. Like, he's from Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. I went to the studio. He pulled up to my studio session and recorded that shit. I'm like. And and he he rapped way long. I'm like, yeah, nigga, body me. Like, go, go. keep going. Yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. 
I, That's make, dope. The, make the song better, yeah. And I appreciate him as well. He, he did his thing. Anytime he ever needs me for a feature or anything like that, he got it. No problem. Word. For sure. And last but not least, Morning Run. Okay. My boy from Boston. Let me say this. Uh, it ain't too many white rappers that that I, I really necessarily listen to like that, that much. My boy Morning Run has been representing Boston. Uh, a real lyricist, you got to listen to what he's saying because the man be talking some deep shit. Just the way he started off his verse. What he said, electrocuting the elephant in the room and zooming. Like, that's a reference to, to Thomas Edison and electrocuting the elephant. That's a reference to Einstein. Like, he, 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 he's a different type of lyricist. And, and he, he bodied his verse as well. And I just appreciate all three of them for just making my project that much better. They all three did their thing. They showed up. They I showed up so and showed out. That's all you could hope I for. I got hella songs with Morning Run, too. We got a bunch of stuff coming out this year, too. Dope, dope, man. So let's talk about the production, man. One rapper, one producer, Outkast. Where did you find this young man? Man, uh, like, I find so many gems of talent on, on Twitter. Like, and this kid, he's a kid. Like, I, when I first heard his beats, I'm assuming he's, like, my age or older. I'm like, yo, how old are you? He's 17. This kid is in high school. He, on certain days, he like, yo, I, I, um, I'm busy. I'm taking my finals order. I'm like, yo, that's crazy, son. <laughs> like, and where he lives in Jordan, like he's from a whole nother country, and we was able to put it, put it, put it together a project this good with this much chemistry on two different continents. Like, this is the power of the internet today. Word, like, absolutely. Found, that's how I found him on the internet. We did one song. The first song we did, he sent me a beat. The first song we did was Steady, the second track, and then from there we was like, yo, we might as well just do a project. And every song we, we recorded was just it. We ain't we didn't record more than 11 songs. We recorded 11 songs, and it was just it. Word. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine, because nothing was left on a cutting room floor. It was, just, it was what it was, man. So that's dope when you have that type of chemistry. I've seen it. A few, um, you know, rappers have that chemistry. I think, you know, you have a few cats out right now in the underground scene that I, I've seen put out multiple projects together or that they're working a lot together and now doing the one rapper, uh, one producer thing. So I, I love that, that concept. I always will. I think it just sounds more cohesive, more times than not when you do that. Right, you it, just got to have all a, comes together. You're all on the same frequency, you're on the same frequency, the whole project. Right. And you really, you really got to have a, a good ear or a good team around you to do it otherwise to where you make it sound like that. Um, and, and we talked about Backwood earlier, but she did the same thing. A bunch of different producers, but it meshed that's well. Cool. It meshed well. So that's dope. That's dope, man. So out of all these these songs, man, you know, I know they're all your baby, but what are some of your favorite tracks off the project? All right. Well, I'm going to start with the intro because I never did that before. Like, I never did, like, a spoken word type thing. And the first time, my first time doing it is, like, the the most deepest thing in my life. And I just I just love that verse. I love that verse. Um, it just, it means so much to me and so many people love it. What's another one that I like? Obviously, Don't Fail 2. Don't Fail 2. Don't Fail 1 is, is, is Don't Fail 1 and 2 is two of my favorite songs that I ever did. Um, run, Son. Man, I just love both of those verses. I like, that's like my favorite verse of mine. You better run, son, like Diggy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like my favorite verse of mine in that whole project. What else? Um, what, what's another one that I really like? Stop staring. Stop staring. Man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people have been talking about that. I saw some chat online about that. 
Cause that shit means so much to me. Cause I really have a problem. I really don't like people staring at me. Like that was just my feelings. Like I just don't like people staring at me. So I just put it on the phone. <laughs> that's that's yeah. funny, man. Cause I thought it was something about like just you know being on a dialysis machine and and all that comes with that. I that thought kinda, that was what, what it. it was about. That's part of it. Okay. So yeah, one of the funniest lines on there where I had to rewind it back because it ain't something that's overly complicated, but I just kept laughing about it on no friends. You was like, I ain't perfect. And then all like out of nowhere, you like, no, no, no. Yes, I am. Like right in the same, <laughs> right in the same bar. And I'm like, yo, man. You could tell you just saw here just having a blast, man, talking shit, man. Like, and but that's the whole project, man. Like it's just, it just seems like free flowing thoughts, not overthinking it, you know. Like how did you how did you go into the project? Was it like, okay, I'm gonna make a serious project talking about this, but how did you just still allow yourself to let it flow and be you. Yo, bro, uh, yo, things just happen. Like, it's just, like, I don't write, I mean, when I write albums, I try to put all of the songs, like, make sure that, like, the beats are similar and, like, like similar, like, frequencies and everything. I don't really be like, oh, I'm gonna be serious, I'm gonna be funny. Like, it's, I'm just me every on every song. Like, I can be really, really, really serious. Or I can be really, really jokey. Or I can be really, really, like, I just have different parts of my personality that it just comes out all of my music. Word. I could be the most serious, meanest person. I could be the nicest, funniest. Like, that's just how I am. Yeah, and it's not too often that a, a person's social media handle in their raps go, it's just, it's the same. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people with smart asses behind the scenes and then they get on and, and rap about some prophetic shit and you're like, damn, these are two different people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe you just portray the music in a certain type of way. But you, you kind of get what you get, man. On Twitter, you're very honest. You know, and, and in your raps, you're very honest, you know. So I think that's a good thing as well, man, as far as just your personality you. and how you engage. But I want to stay right there in, in, in terms of just, you know, social media and, and how you engage with people. I know you have different pages. You have different things that you're into on Twitter. But I, um, my first question in, as far as social media is, man, like, how has that shit helped you just kind of over the years just grow your audience? Man, it's helped me tremendously. Like, I can't even really, like, it's helped me tremendously. Like, I've built a fan base just off Twitter. I've used it. It's a tool. And I see that most artists just don't know how to use it. And that's why I just be always trying to drop game and stuff. Not not like saying, like, I'm where I want to be or anything. But I'm, I try to give tips and stuff because Twitter is really a great tool, especially if you're an artist, especially if you make this music in this lane that I'm in. Like, it's just a great tool. And uh, how has it helped me? Like, it has helped me tremendously. But it, but. Yo, but getting traction and engagement on social media is hard work. Like, it's oh, not easy it to is. just come on. It is. Like, you're not going to just post a, a link. I don't care how good the album is. You post, you can post Ready to Die. You can make Ready to Die and post it and nobody care about that shit. Because you have to, fact. you have to, you, you have to get people to care. You have to give people a reason to care. Like, you got to engage. You got to, that shit is work. And it took me five years to build a little traction. I've been, I've been on Twitter for five, six years trying to do this shit. Yeah, that, that's a fact. Same thing we go through with the podcast, learning how to post, learning what to post, who to engage with, what artists should we we interview? You know what I mean? Should we interview, give everybody a shot? Because, you know, hey, we don't have to like everybody, but we can give everybody an opportunity to tell their story. Or should we just fuck with right. the people we like? How should we cut the audio up? How should we cut the video? Like, it's just all these things. And then you still post it, crickets, you know? So yep. it, it, it takes time. And I think it's just, you know, Kind of like you said, five years. 
consistency, being consistent with it, you know. But another thing that you're doing that I think is dope, and and I, I can't wait till I get back to the states that I'm so I'm able to participate in and chop it up with some of y'all is just like Twitter Spaces in in terms of just. You guys let artists come on, play their music, freestyle, got joke, shit talk. And, it, and it's starting to be, you know, a really dope community that you guys are building there. So what made you start that, you know? And, and you know, so far, how is it going in, in your, you know, your feeling, how you feel it's going? Well, you know, I'm very spontaneous. So, uh, like, I just picked up my phone one day and just started a space and just started talking shit to everybody, like, and then we just got like, I, we just got an idea like, yo, we should let people rap. Like nobody else is doing it. Like we should just be having people rap. We should have ciphers in here. Like on some, I'm like from New York. So I'm like, we could have just ciphers, just people spitting verses. Like nobody's doing that. And then it's just, then people just started resonating towards it and they just started loving it. Like I, I knew people would like it, but I, I didn't think it would like take off that fast. People just, like, we had Quest Love come. We had, heard, we had Lee Major pull up. Well, Alex Wiley, this kid, uh, he he signed this stuff. We got a meeting with him at five thirty about the spaces. Like, it's been crazy. It's been it's been growing. I've met so many dope artists that need more recognition off off the spaces. I've met so many people that want to help me to grow myself. It's just been great all all around. Shout out to Patty Hancho. Shout out to uh, Black Chidori, the two other uh, hosts. Word, it's, it's been great. Yeah, that's fire, man. Because I popped up on there like once or twice. And I can guarantee out of the 15, 16 people or however many was on there, probably the line shared them. I probably said two words. Everybody followed, followed us. You know what I mean? So just off the strength of just being on there and, and communicating with everybody. So it actually is a powerful tool. So shout out to you for, for doing that, man. And I, I look forward to where it's going to grow, man, because y'all just barely scratching the surface of what y'all can do with that platform, man. So y'all, y'all keep at it. Not for real. It's all about it's all about consistency. And that's where most of us, most artists, not even just artists, most entrepreneurs, that's what we fail. We we forget to be consistent and 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 put the work in. You gotta be, you gotta do something based on what you're trying to do every day. You gotta be on it every day. You gotta be at least putting an hour in every day. That's that's the least. You people think they could drop a song and then forget about it, come back six months later, drop it. Nobody ain't checking for nobody you. No more. Cares. You gotta be, <laughs> nobody right. cares. Nobody cares. Right. You gotta do this shit every day. You have to dedicate yourself to something. Hey, that's a fact, man. Y'all take heed to it because, look, man, you could drop a single. It could be the hottest single, but if you don't keep promoting that single, make a video for that single, whatever the case may be, keep posting the shit. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't Especially catch the shit at the era. same time. Yeah. yeah. Especially in this era where you can drop an album and two weeks later, nobody talking about that shit. Nobody. Just the way it is. And, 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 it's, and it could be great. That's why you got to be on top. You, you have to be consistent. You can't expect people to just discover you. Those days are over. Nobody's coming to knock on your door with, with, a, with a contract, with a contract for a record label. For, nobody, it's not going to happen. You got to put your shit out there. Facts. Facts. So what other things that you got, you got going on? I know you have the uh, new underground handle on, on Instagram, I believe, to where you promote artists on there as well. New Age Underground new age with underground. two Ds. Uh, if you're an artist, hit me up on there. Send me a clip of your stuff. I'll post it if it's dope. If it's dope, I'll post it. That's my only requirement, being dope. I like all different types of music. I'm not just one, uh, one-sided. one with. I'm not biased towards boom bap. If you, you make trap music and it sounds good, I'll post that too. But yeah, underground, new age underground. Cool. Tell them, tell them the handle again so, so people can send you the music. 
at New Age Underground with two Ds, all one word, New Age Underground. Cool, cool. All right, man. So I know you got some things to do, man. So I want to get out of here and, and wrap wrap it up with a few more questions before I let you go, man. So 2022 is young. Um, I'm all about mindfulness and manifestation and, and all and all those positive things in, in terms of getting what you want out of the next couple months to next year and, and planning properly. So with that said, what do you have coming in 2022? Because I know off the heels of this, I know you you gassed up to to do something else work with other people. So what do you have coming, uh, moving forward? Man, uh, it's a lot of, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's a lot of surprises and great stuff coming in 2022. But what I will tell you is I'm working on two more albums right now. And I got a bunch of features that's coming out. That's what I, besides that, it's a bunch of other surprises. I'm working on two albums. Though. Two albums, two albums. All right. So I got some quick questions for you before we let you out, man. So basketball fan, I take it, right? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Who, who's your team, and what, and why will they or won't they win the championship? Oh, my team is the Lakers, and the Lakers won't win because we just don't got. We just is it the coaching? Is it the GM? We just can't get no shooters. We can't get no other talent. And I, look, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Like, like huge LeBron fan. I was upset that we traded our entire uh, future for him, though. I didn't want to do that, and I'm a huge LeBron fan. So I'm not happy with where the Lakers is at. I, I didn't want to trade all of that for one championship. And now Anthony Davis is a bum. He's 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 not hungry no more. Like he won one chip and he and now he's just getting hurt every week. I'm just I'm just over over it. Like I don't even see us in the playoffs to be honest. Top five in, influential Queens MCs of all time. Oh uh, well, I'm gonna go Nas. Cool uh, G rap. I know Cool G rap first. Got to be. Yeah, uh, Nas. There's so many. It's so we got like the most rappers. Nas, Cool G rap. I'm gonna say run. Run DMC. I'm gonna say run. That's gonna round out your five. That's three. No, just three. Three jam messages. Just, run, just yeah. run him, run himself. Run, just run. Okay. Um, yeah. Um just Queens. I said Nas. I hate these lists. Because I start because once you ask me this question, I start forgetting stuff. Gotta keep that top five in the tuck. <laughs> Um, I said Kooji Rap Nines run. I'm tripping. L, oh, we spoke about L, L earlier. See what I mean? LL Cool J. <laughs> um let's just let's just throw at number five, I'm gonna throw Q tip. If we're talking about uh like inspiring people, yeah, he's one I'm gonna throw Q tip. Okay, okay. All right, give me give me I won't put a number on it, but just give me some underground MCs you haven't worked with that you're looking forward to working with. Man, there's so many. You got, uh, you got, you got people like Jr. Who's a monster. You got King James, a monster. You got I am God, monster. Um, well, it's it's so many of them. See what I mean with this? I just get forgetful. The people I already worked with, I want to work with them. I just, I, 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 love, I love working with the people that I already worked with. Who is somebody else? Um, my man. Uh, damn. I hate what this happened. Have you I heard of Phil three, V? I'm God. Or Phil or V. Yeah, that's my man. That's my man. Yeah, yeah. I love. I I'd love to work with Phil V. Have you heard? Have you heard of Abel Mary? Abel. Abel, Abel yeah, I know Abel. Uh, Numbs. Yeah, Numbs. Numbs. I'm putting Numbs in the five. Yeah. For sure. For sure, man. Hey, man. 
Know it all, man. I appreciate you coming on, man, with all the technical difficulties that we had to endure over the last couple of days. I appreciate you sticking with it, man, and, and sticking with us. Um, but, you know, for the last time, let people know where they can find you, your different Twitter handles for things that you have going on. And, and yeah, and we'll roll out like that. All right. Well, on all streaming and stuff like that, if you're looking for my music, just look up Know It All. You'll find me. I'm Know It All NYC on all uh, social media. Basically, any social media, I'm Know It All NY, Know It All NYC. Any, Twitter, Know It All NYC 11. Instagram, Know It All NYC. TikTok, Know It All NY. Like, yo, PlayStation Network, Know It All NY, son. <laughs> PlayStation <Everything>. Network. <laughs> Everything. Know It All, Know It All NYC everywhere. For sure, man. Hey, man, again, congrats on the project. Continue to do great things with the project, man. I'll continue to tap in however I tap in. I'm I'm pretty sure this won't. This is the first of many, so feel free to pull up to the couch if you want to talk Lakers, if you want to talk other music that dropped. Yo, you don't have to come on and promote nothing. You can come on at any time, All right, man. Cool. All you got to do is hit us. If you know we're going to talk about something, we'll let you know. And love is love, right. man. You can always come on, man. So we appreciate you stepping through. Um, continue success, man. Continue success on, on the future projects. Same to you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me on the show, for real. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, yo, people, with that said, this is the bonus episode. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. This is what we do, man. Let us know any other artists that you have out there in your city, in your area that needs an interview or have dope music and that you guys rock with, let us know, man. We want to have them on and we want to conversate with them and, and just see, you know, what's popping, what's shaking, man. So, again, y'all go check out The Machine, Outcast, Know It All, 11 Tracks. Trust me, trust me, you guys, you guys will be happy with what you get and what you hear and you guys will tap into other projects with Skip the Kid. So, like, they got he got some shit, man. He got some shit with him. So, y'all check that out. We out. All right, bro. Thank you. Know it all. Some real shit right here. Don't you fucking look at me. Don't you fucking look at me. Yo. And yo, I hate when people stare, they can see all my insecurities. Shit I adore, is there a cure for me? Quit the staring, I get the air and hit the hair in your nose. My mind moving like Marion Jones, I keep some shades on. Every step feels like a Sean gone. In my heart, I'm writing horror songs. Fuck your horoscope, all I see is horror through my scope. Free my niggas carving dolls out of soap. Try to cope, tell fiends, try to cope. Just don't look me in my fucking eye. Hustle dimes through troubled times. Trying to avoid a cop's eyes. My view of the world is lopsided. Sometimes all I see is suicide, homicide. Can't even go to see your kid. Cause you got drama on your baby mama's side. I can't look, get high, play some Rhino Osley.